0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borkey. Always glad that you are with me. The morning after Ole Miss loses a rainy egg bowl to Mississippi State and aside from the game the the side story the Lane Kiffin stuff he did say last night in his press conference that he anticipates being the coach at Ole Miss next year for whatever it's worth this morning there's no clarity as of right now there is no clarity on that front could that change of course could the contract extension be signed later today uh, of course but, but uh People that cover Auburn are still reporting that they expect him to be the guy, or it's more guessing than anything else. And uh now some some local media are are essentially saying it's not done quite yet. Now, could it be? Sure. Could could they be wrong? Yes, sure. I've I've been wrong often. I, I will be wrong again. But either way, it doesn't sound like that story is over just yet so here's your egg bowl reaction show football talk as well as kiffin talk on this friday morning hope all of you had a very happy and safe and fun thanksgiving hopefully you ate a lot of food i've got your basketball team up right now and it looks like they're about to move to six and oh knock on wood there's nine minutes to go in the game they are playing quite well at the moment actually so you have that going for you if that's something that you want uh, to hear right now Looks like the basketball team is performing well at uh, at this moment. So either way, I uh, hope you all had a happy holiday, uh, happy Thanksgiving, and let's talk football. But first, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky. Follow on Twitter, like the Facebook page, subscribe on YouTube, all under the same name, Michael Borky B O R K E Y. Also subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rubber Report. In your podcast app, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review if you like what you hear. And this podcast is brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University in Av- uh, University Avenue in Oxford. If you were cooking this week for Thanksgiving, I hope you got your Thanksgiving started by going to LB's and seeing Greg and the good people there. If you tell them I sent you, they will hook you up. Uh, they also, during the regular week, have uh, lunch specials Monday through Friday. Good advice, good sides as well and the best selection of meat in this state. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you are in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere in the state of Mississippi. So if you or your business are here in this state and you're in the market for office technology, absms.com is the website Advantage Business Systems has you covered. tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, they will find a solution. Give you a quote on me, that's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. So I did a post-game live chat and uh, a lot of and talk, of course, so I'll bring that to you now. Full transparency, there are some state fans in this, so there are some pointed Mississippi State questions as well. But here is your post-Egg Bowl uh, Q&A with, uh, with me, of course, uh, after the game. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Here is my reaction, a- taking questions, answering questions about uh, the Egg Bowl, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, all that good stuff. Um Right now. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you again in the next one. I'll tell you what, feeling a little patriotic today. Feeling a little patriotic today. Uh, I, there's a soccer game that we're not going to talk about here. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not going to talk about the soccer game on here, but I am excited about the soccer game today. More so nervous than, than anything else. Kind of freaking out a little bit this morning because uh, we're playing England in the World Cup uh, here in a few hours. I'm I'm drinking my patriotic coffee. I'm going to be wearing a jersey on the radio show this afternoon. It's fine. I'm actually leaving the house and getting up to the studio early so I can stand in there and watch a soccer game before the show goes live. That's not what we're talking about today, though. We're talking about the Egg Bowl, obviously. A lot of stuff to get to from last night's rainy Mississippi State win. Mike Leach gets his first in this series. Mississippi State grabs control of the state right back. From Ole Miss with a uh, 24-22 win. And so we will talk about the game and of course the sideshow that is Lane Kiffin. Have we seen resolution in the Lane Kiffin Auburn saga? Uh possibly. Possibly so. We uh we will we will see. But we'll talk about all that. My name is Michael Borkey. Of course, I'm glad that all of you are with me on this Friday morning, post-Thanksgiving Friday morning, and Tim, happy Thanksgiving to you. Hope all of you had a, uh, a good day yesterday and continue to have a good weekend. Uh, now the stress for Ole Miss and State fans alike, although the mood is a little bit different depending on who you talk to, um, you get to watch stress-free football. You've got the World Cup today, which is kind of football. Uh, it's called soccer is like the rallying cry for American fans, but really funny. So if we happen to beat England today, which would be a big upset, um, it's called soccer is going to be like the rallying cry, which is going to be really funny, but you got Florida, Florida state tonight for what it's worth. And then obviously all the big games tomorrow, but hope all of you did have a happy Thanksgiving hope, um, all of you uh, are safe in your travels and, uh, let's talk some football. Chase says, rapid fire from my patient's driveway. Will Rogers was horrific last night as his first one. Yeah, he was not particularly good. Now, there, there's a big issue with with Will Rogers to me, and it's correctable. There are some things where I think that he is at a ceiling, some things. But pocket awareness for him is pretty bad. It led to a couple of sacks that weren't necessary uh, that that strip sack uh, was was simply just him holding on to the football too long. That has got to get corrected. You do not have all day to pass in the SEC. Even when teams are bringing three, guys are going to get home. That has got to get corrected. Um, and, and frankly, Rodgers is is a little bit lucky that uh, Zach Arnett's defense was absolutely unbelievable uh, last night. Uh, just unbelievable. I said a couple weeks ago during the Georgia game that – State should do whatever they can to keep Zach Arnett, and like he's the the most important thing for State this offseason is Zach Arnett. And I had some State fans push back on that. They're like, well, look at the score. No, no, no. If you're looking at the Georgia game in a vacuum, you're crazy. Zach Arnett is exceptional at what he does, and his defense absolutely owned Lane Kiffin's running game last night which nobody really has been able to do. His defense did it. Zach Arnett's a star. Bill just has the the, the vomiting emoji. Tim says the wheels fell off the wagon. Yes, they did. Yes, they did for Ole Miss. Um, you know, part of it is the schedule. They played better teams. Part of it is they were distracted. Distractions played a role in the way Ole Miss played in the last two weeks. Um, that's undeniable. You saw it. Everybody with a pair of eyes and a rational mind saw that Ole Miss was distracted. And they were not distracted by a media creation. They were distracted by the fact that their coach was considering leaving for a division rival, uh, more than considering leaving for a division rival. And, and things got weird. Things got uncomfortable. Things got tense, not with media and fans internally. Things got uncomfortable and tense. You can't tell me that didn't, to some degree, impact the way that they played. But Zach Arnett's defense was elite last night. So, it, uh, it, distracted or not, you can't take that away from Mississippi State. Ethan says, "Pay Zach Arnett as much as you possibly can." Yeah, that's again. That is Mississippi State's most important off-season thing. Most important off-season thing is keeping Zach Arnett. He is a star. He's an absolute star. Chase's second rapid fire. I said after the A&M Arkansas game, I repeat it today, they're a dramatically different team when they run the ball, and only people that seem not to know it is the coach. Yeah, so if I'd have told you before the game that Will Rogers would have one pass attempt more than Jackson Dart, you probably would have thought State was winning the game because they focused on running the football. They did. Uh, They emphasized running the ball and and did very well. Marks had 76 yards on just 14 carries, and Johnson had 73 yards on just 12 carries. That was uh, an extremely important thing for State to do. It was very out of character for Mike Leach, but Chase, it begs the question, why doesn't this happen all the time? Forgive my clapping. Why does that not happen all the time? Why does it take Mike Leach this game to do that, where if this was a more common theme, let's say in Lexington, the season goes differently. Now, they did improve with a more difficult schedule. They improved by one win over last year with a more difficult schedule. That is a win for Mississippi State. It is a win, season success, all that. No doubt. No spinning that otherwise. But still, like it, it, the ceiling hasn't been reached yet. Because if you do that, you've got good backs. Clearly, those guys are good backs. Are they the best running backs in the world? No, but they're certainly good SEC backs, no doubt. They're physical, they're fast, they're athletic. Use them more, especially when you've kind of got issues at quarterback. And and a lot of people aren't going to talk about that today, but you do. So you've got a running game that works. What is that? 149 yards rushing between those two guys. On twenty six carries, do that more in games like Kentucky won't happen. But you know, what? has Ole Miss found the new coach yet? No, it appears. Uh, barring something happening today, which you know it is silly season, it is it is possible. Um, it's it's totally possible that you know last night was just. Just a lie, because coaches lie. I mean, Nick Saban, famously, I'm not going to be the next head coach at Alabama. What is it, 16 years later, or 15 years later, he's still the head coach at, uh, at Alabama. Coaches lie. It happens all the time. But it's hard to come back from what he said last night and have anybody take you seriously moving forward. sounds like he did, again, I could be wrong, it sounds like he did affirm that he was going to stay at Ole Miss, which begs a lot of questions to follow, but either way, Chase says on Mike Leach, seven and five, eight and four outside the COVID year, seven wins versus top twenty-five teams hasn't missed a bowl. Most active wins versus ranked teams as a head coach, and the entire fan base wanted him fired at half. It uh, it shows a lot about the volatility of fans during games, but I understand state fans' frustrations going into this game because because of what happened in this game. Running game and, and I do think they can improve at the quarterback position, but he's got a great defensive coordinator that you gotta lock in and, and keep. Um oh boy, should I go this hot today? I would consider looking in the transfer portal at quarterbacks. It's harsh, you know, some people won't like that. I would. But this season chase demonstrated that Mississippi state under Mike Leach has not reached a ceiling yet. They haven't gotten to a ceiling yet. They could play better. They could be better in a lot of places. They could be more consistent. That is still uh, an issue. Consistency is not totally there yet. Uh, So there are still ways where they can improve from what happened this season. So I understand why fans were frustrated, but you know, Tougher schedule, one game improvement, and there are clearly things that they can improve on. Reed says, Old Miss averaged 1.9 yards per carry. Pay that man. Yeah. Judkins held under 100 yards. He had 91 yards on 22 carries. That is as great as you can do against a a guy that that is as good as Quinshawn Judkins, truly. I mean, that that is as good as you can defend that guy. Uh, Evans only had. Five carries in the game, which, um, you know, I guess it's kind of just how it worked out. But zero yards. Jackson darts a good runner, and he was virtually ineffective in the game. That was an excellent – and Mississippi State up front owned Ole Miss up front. Mississippi State's defensive front six uh, was significantly better uh, than Ole Miss's offensive line in that game. Linebacker play was great for Mississippi State last night as well. This is a good question. Is the pocket awareness issue correctable? It's been that way for three years now. Seems like that's something you have or you don't. Maybe you're wrong. It, it should be a correctable thing, but it's still an issue. Um, and, you know, I, I hate being like this talking about the winning quarterback, but could have cost him the game. So something's got to give there. Something's got to give there. Chase just says, Hail dear old state. Good to see you this morning, Chase. Tim says, old miss one and four in their last five. Lane Kiffin may be a good offensive coordinator, but not a good head coach. Things unraveled pretty badly. And if, you know, like I said on the radio show, if if you are going to allow the Auburn stuff to be what it was, which was real, by the way. I know there are some people that are trying to pretend this morning like the media that covers Ole Miss, the media that covers Auburn, the media that covers the SEC, the media that covers college football, all made it up that everything was a lie and it was all made up and he had no interest in Auburn and he didn't interview with Auburn and he didn't want to go to Auburn. And all of that was just a made-up, complete and total fabrication of the media um, you know they can say that if they want. If that makes, you know, if that's what you want to believe, then then that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, I will say though that it was not made up. It was real. There are people within the doors of of the team and the department that are incredibly frustrated with how everything went down. And if you're going to do all this, if you're going to flirt with Auburn, if you're going to let all that fester out there and be what it was, if you're going to act the way you you do on social media, if you're going to do all of these things, you can't lose. And you can't lose to your rival, and you can't get beat badly by Arkansas three plays into the third quarter, 42-6. to six. If you're going to let all this stuff out there and and, and pretend or, or do all this and act this way, you cannot then turn around and lose. The only way that kind of stuff is acceptable is when you win. When you don't, it makes it harder for fans to defend you. And some will because, of course, and, and, and I understand that completely. But there's a reason there's such nasty volatility today. And it's not because they lost the football game. It's because they lost the football game after the charade, which, again, was not a media creation. If you want to say it is, th- that's, that's totally fine. I, that's your prerogative but it wasn't a media charade. It could have been ended with a stroke of the pen or just a tweet. Any open, true commitment to his program could have ended it all, but it didn't happen, and there's a reason it didn't happen. And all this stuff, this is not John Sokolov's fault. None of what happened is John Sokolov's fault. It could have been ended, and it was not. It festered, and it created tension within the program and within the fans and within the department. And then you lose, and when you lose, it's going to get more volatile. I still think that he is a very good football coach. Of course, he's an he's a, he's a objectively very good football coach who needs to make some adjustments if he wants to win, where he is, or anywhere, at any sustained level, has to make adjustments, has to change some MOs if sustainable winning is going to be a thing. Because this can't happen every November, and guess what it's going to? Because if Brent Venables has another year, guess Oklahoma's going to be open. If Sark loses four games again, Texas is going to be open. If Jimbo does what Jimbo does, A&M's going to be open, and then you're just going to have to deal with this all over again. Things have to change, or else no no sustainable success is going to happen. Ethan says Ole Miss was averaging 278 rushing yards a game before the Egg Bowl State held them to 78 rushing yards. Incredible performance. Yeah, especially defensive line as well, but but linebackers for, for Mississippi State were just uh, phenomenal, Watson especially. So I didn't realize he had two and a half tackles for a loss, but I guess I should have. Let's see. Mississippi State had 15, 15 tackles for loss, and only two of those were sacks. So thirteen tackles for loss on running plays for Mississippi State. That is hard to fathom. How dominant of a defensive performance that was, and no, it was. State did play a good game. Yeah, they uh, they looked like the team that that didn't have any didn't have any strife, didn't have any drama. They were just able to focus up and play football and dominate. Offensively, they didn't play well. Neither team played a complete football game, but Mississippi State's defense was so dominant that they it carried them to a win for sure. Homeless fans are not happy with Lane Kiffin. I understand. I completely understand why not. But winning cures everything, you know. You—that's you, the thing here. You—it's you, it, an easy spin. If he does, if if what he said last night was the truth, and. He still is the head coach at Ole Miss come Monday morning. Uh, it's an easy spin because when you say it was all a lie, it was all media creation, nobody's going to believe that because it's not real and nobody buys it. So you can spin it, though, and, you know, he considered, really looked into Auburn. It's been, it's been a program with a really high ceiling lately. They got a lot of money. He looked into it and decided to stay. And even if it's more muddy than that, that's how you spin it. If you want spin, that's how you spin it right there. That's PR 101. Yes, he looked into Auburn. Yeah, he considered Auburn. Interviewed with him. Really thought that he wanted that job until he chose not to. That's how you spin it. Don't do this, oh, it was never a reality, because nobody buys that. But choosing to stay after considering it, that's a good spin. It is. And then if they start winning next year, all is forgiven. Winning cures everything. Saints fan 04 says, if Lane stays, what does he have to do to get the fan base back? Was recruiting affected by all this? I imagine to some degree, um, you know, money talks in recruiting as as with everything. Um, But yeah, if I was a parent of, of a quarterback or we'll just use a quarterback, a quarterback, just a quarterback out there that is being recruited by Ole Miss, and and I'm his dad, and Lane Kiffin walks into my living room talking about, you know, what we're going to do with you over the next four years is, I stop him, and I say, why should I believe you're going to be there for my son's career? Tell me why I should believe that. So that could affect recruiting, and also I think it might, affect staff hiring if he decides to make staff changes I mean some of these guys are are young single guys that don't mind moving all over but a lot of these dudes have families and young families and you're gonna pick up from where you are and and make your wife and, and your young child or two young kids or three young kids move to a place they've never been knowing that in less than a year guy's gonna try to leave so it, it, yes, it has effect I, I imagine it has really affected some of that uh, because not not exclusively, you know some of these guys understand that that's the business and and you know being a journeyman is kind of part of the deals you're working your way up but i I can't imagine it has not impacted that some way or another. Things have got to change because this is the third November in a row where your coach entertained other jobs. And you can say that happens all the time. Sure. But the difference is this is very public and it could have been shot down and it wasn't. And if the same thing's going to happen next November, all the goodwill, all the goodwill that was built up until two weeks ago is gone. And then you're going to build up goodwill again by recruiting probably pretty well and winning because you get your quarterback and your running back, presumably back. And then you do this all over again, it's going to cause a rift for sure. Uh, But winning's the only way, Saints fan, which, by the way, who dat, um, is the only way that that any of this can be cured. Winning cures all. That's the only thing. um, That's the only thing that matters is winning. And that's the only thing that can fix it is is winning. Chase says, at one point in the first half, they have five drives, four three and outs, and one four and out for nine yards. It was painful. First and five, then three incomplete passes and a punt. Yeah. Glenn says, why has Ole Miss had a really bad red zone offense consistently while Lane has been the coach? That's a good question. I I am not smart enough to know exactly what is going wrong. I just know that something is going wrong. Red zone offense has been an issue the entire time, and it's been especially glaring – Uh, Over the last few weeks, for sure. I mean, what was it? Three touchdowns and six red zone trips uh, against um, Alabama. What was it? One for five against Arkansas. Something like that. And then, no, was it one for five last night? I don't know. I don't remember. I should. Uh, But either way, red zone offense has been awful uh, for Ole Miss for quite some time. I, I saw some people blaming Charlie Weiss Jr. for that. It's not really just a Charlie Weiss Jr. problem. It's been a problem um, the whole time. Wayne needs to beat somebody in the upper tier. That has not happened yet. That has not happened yet. Ethan says on the transfer quarterback note, it's a good idea to look, but we've seen that's not a guarantee that a transfer will improve the offense. Yeah, it's luckily it's not a desperation thing because your fallback is the guy that started for you for you know a long time. Uh, so it's fine, but. I do look and consider if there's somebody that can help with uh, with the ceiling, or if nothing else that can help with the team next year. You know, if it's somebody that's got a good bit of eligibility left, they should look. Though I think the reluctance to look would be a mistake if that's the case. Johan says I did not see Lane losing that game. Pretty much a disaster for Ole Miss and their coach. Can't be a national brand then lose to Mississippi State. Totally unacceptable. Rogers' internal clock is a sundial. I don't mean to laugh, but you're right. Uh, what are the projections for a bowl game now? I, I guess it's, what is it, Nashville? Um, what? I guess it's Nashville, maybe Tampa, I guess, for both. Matthew says, more surprising. State's clean special teams' performance are almost being held under 100 yards rushing. Almost being held under 100 yards rushing is more surprising just because of how they've been. But state special teams, specifically the punter, was absolutely awesome last night. I'm trying to So he had 4 punts for 197 yards, so 50 yards a punt. Uh George Op, George, Garopolis, George 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 was awesome for uh for um Mississippi State last night. He was a game changer. And at the end of the day, ink still hasn't hit paper. And, you know, last night in the press conference was pretty telling. That answer about, well, you know, I've signed three contracts. Why does the fourth one matter? It matters because you could put all of this to rest. That is either a sign of somebody that is so removed from the pulse of his fan base and his department that he's not seeing clearly, or somebody that still is leaving options open. It's one of those two things. But th- th- this idea that, well, you don't talk about contract stuff during the season. Well, number one, you did it with Auburn. So that's not true. And and number two, Kalen DeBoer had no problem signing an extension during the season uh, to put any rumor of him leaving to bed. Mark Stoops had no problem signing a contract extension during the season. Lance Leopold had no problem signing a contract extension during the season. So any talk of Lance Leopold maybe taking the Nebraska job Ended because he signed an extension and shut it all up. So, well, I don't know. I don't understand why fans care about my contract. They care because it demonstrates commitment. And when you don't do that, when there's all of this stuff out there about you flirting, wanting to go to Auburn, and you don't commit to your program, it makes people ask questions. And if you were always intending to stay, he wasn't. If he was always intending to stay, one stroke of the pen would have shut that all up. Instead, he blames John Sokolov for not committing to his program. And it's not John's fault, it's his fault. Leopold did it, Stoops did it, DeBoer did it. Hell, Eli Drinkwitz did it, even though nobody was coming to get him. You can sign contract extensions and block noise out by doing it during the season. You chose not to. That is not John Sokolov's fault. That is your fault. It is exclusively your fault. Toilet bowl for Ole Miss. No, it, it, it'll be Nashville or something like that. It'll be a good bowl game. They still went eight and four. I mean, the end of the season was a disaster, but it, it's still an eight and four season. It's not, not the worst thing that's ever happened. Say not to Globe, but we've got a great defensive coordinator. Yes, you do. You know, the Rebels were distracted, but State just seemed to want it more. I mean, that front six was just dominant. Just, just absolutely dominant. How much should State give Arnett, and why is that not enough? <laughs> that's a uh, that's a good that's a good point Tim says Ole Miss needs to work on defense yeah but not last night defense didn't get them beat last night Auburn has a card to play Chase says on the way out and letting it leak there was never an offer that'll help sow dissension that the only reason that he is in Oxford is because no one else wanted him that would be a crushing blow now that would be a lie but that would be a crushing blow Tony says he didn't even have to address it. He should have said what most people, when rumored came and he was asked, I've got a game to prepare for, but Lane has to play the media, just coach. Tulu with the play of the day, says Kevin. OM Rebel says, what bowl game? I answered that, sorry. Yeah, so, I I mean, I I don't, it depends on how other stuff shakes out, I guess, but it won't be a bad bowl game. It's just not going to be, you know, the Citrus Bowl. Lane Kiffin needs to hire a professional image consultant. We all have them if we are in the public eye. I'll give you an example. Some kind of publicist, PR person. Because when that Sokolov news breaks on Monday night, what you could have done instead, even if you wanted to continue to be non-committal, which is what he was because he wasn't sure what he was doing yet. But when that happens on Monday, instead of trolling on Twitter and making a graphic and, and all that stuff, what you do is you release a statement. The report by WCBI is inaccurate. I have not talked with another school and I am not interested in other jobs while I am coaching my, or I'm not interested in other jobs. I am coaching my team. You can, you can almost lie or whatever, but if you're going to deny it, which it never really was a denial, there's a way to do it that would have just calmed everything down. Instead, it was like a teenage girl, you know, Tweeting memes instead of a football coach, a leader of a program, quieting noise. Instead, it just created more drama. He's a publicist or something to handle stuff like that. Chase says, especially if I'm recruiting a guy in the portal against Ole Miss, half my pitches, the coach is leaving the first time someone lets him. What's up? Glad to uh, glad to see a clear view of solutions ms tim says i think the game lane playing is childish and Ole miss needs a real coach they need to the, the issue is how, things need to change but how do you make them change you know, what what is key what can keith harder do to stop all this what what can he do i mean this is it's kind of what you hire but things do need to change Uh, with how certain things are handled, like media reports that are halfway true or or maybe even more than than halfway true, that there's just a better way to go about it. And again, I'm not... I'm not sure that, that last night was a I'm staying. Maybe it is. I'm just, I'm not. Uh, until pen meets paper, I'm still going to leave doubt. Is that Hemphill MB? We'll go with that. Hemphill MB says, my lord, hail state, but my lord is a state gal. Oh, hey, glad uh, glad you're in here. I know Ole Miss players and dedicated fan base deserves to not have to deal with that drama every year, either be all in or go. Hashtag Hill State. William says, Does Mississippi State put Leach on the hot seat after this season? Not anymore. No. He won the egg bowl and improved a year. No, he's good. He's gonna get his contract is gonna get carried back out to four years. Yeah, that's uh no, that is not uh, that's not a thing anymore. Losing this game would have would have done that. Team meeting this morning, is that normal? Uh I would imagine so. Now, again, I think things are still they're still weird until pen meets paper. But I imagine before they send them home and stuff like that for the holidays, that yeah, they they probably they probably do like a final, you know, hey guys, we're gonna find out our bold destination soon. Y'all be safe. Here's what we need from you. Blah blah blah. Or it could be, I lied them out, but. I imagine there was always going to be some kind of um, of team meeting today. Like, regardless. USA-England predictions. Pain, but not not the good kind. Um, just park the bus and tie that thing and beat Iran, and we're on to the next round. That's all we got to do. We control our own destiny, which, thank God for that. But... Something in me is holding out hope that we win the game because I love my team and I love my country, and we're going to win today, despite all logic telling me that that that's not true. I still believe, which is all we need, right? Rodgers has a very low ceiling, but he will be the starting quarterback no matter what. Tony says the contract may not be signed because he may be planning to negotiate that extension. Well, he's lost all of his leverage in negotiating with Ole Miss. Michael says, can't take away the fact that Lane met with Auburn last week. Kevin's estate had five years of it with Mullen. This is a little bit more, I think, Kevin, this is different only because Kiffin's more of a lightning rod. So, like, it's just, it's more, and Mullen never did, like, the Monday tweet stuff like you saw last week. You know, that, that that's never something that Dan Mullen did. He He was looking around because that's who he was too, but he never did this other stuff. Right, it was it was more normal than than this. Rogue Joker says the offensive play calling was awful. Can't tell you how many times I saw Ole Miss throw it to the flats behind the line until it finally bit them. Yeah, I've never particularly liked that play call. Dart was good last night though. He was under duress basically the entire game. He was thirty to thirty eight, but like had five drops, like easy catch drops. One of which probably would have been a touchdown. And, and still was 30 of 38 for 250 and two touchdowns and didn't turn the football over. Uh, he was really good last night, despite St- State's defensive front just feasting on his offensive line. Does Ole Miss fall out of the top 25? Yes, and State will probably jump in. David says Leach is going to do it his way no matter what. He loves pissing off the pundits. He is his own worst enemy. He wasn't last night, but generally I, I do agree, yeah. Michael says, Lane Kiffin clearly has an element of genius that's undeniable. Keith Carter must attempt to change his mindset. This is perhaps an impossibility. Hunter has finally caught me live on here. I'm Hunter from Columbus, man. Hey, Hunter, glad to see you, man. What a game last night. Cowboys win, dogs win, beautiful day. And uh, Hunter, add, add America to it and just have a great weekend. Dustin says, on another note, how would you really feel how would I really feel for Rodgers if Ole Miss would have won that game after he fumbled the ball in the one? My gosh. Oh, I – he would have had a uh, – I couldn't imagine, Dustin. A, oh, boy. He he got bailed out a little bit there because – Chase says, if England loses their queen and then loses to the Yanks in the World Cup, oh, I could not imagine. It's called Soccer. Lane can't change, but a consultant PR can provide some cover. Keith Carter should strongly suggest this option. I've never seen such a self sabotage of public relations. Absolutely. See, that, that's that is, it, you know, Keith Carter doesn't listen to me because I don't work for him. Um, but that's what I would tell him get your coach a publicist. And anything he puts, I, I know Twitter's a, a good tool for him usually. But when things are happening, so not like when you're tweeting a dog picture or whatever, but like when stuff happens, here's your publicist. He or she is going to control how you respond from here on out. Part of the contract deal. You're you're getting paid millions of dollars to coach football. When things are happening, we're going to run everything you do through a publicist to avoid... The crap storm that has been the last couple of weeks—that's what I would do, and, and I think that would be a good decision. Williams says to turn it off when they re-reviewed the play and gave it to state. That was a very weird. It was a very weird thing. So they initially ruled that the whistle blew the play dead. Right. That's what they initially ruled that the inadvertent whistle ended the play. But then they reviewed it. And ruled it a backwards pass, which is debatable. And that was not the call on the field. But either way, if you would think that it was a backwards pass, fine. But then they said that there was a clear and immediate recovery. But there wasn't a clear and immediate recovery because everybody around the ball, 21 of the 22 players stopped and stared at the football while it was on the ground. And then Jet Johnson ran up way after the whistle and grabbed the ball. And they called that a clear and immediate recovery. That that was a that was a, a complete blunder. I mean, just a total failure from the officials, and it, you know, it, it was a game changing moment. Ole Miss was going to lose anyway. Uh, I mean, state gave it right back to Ole Miss with the Rogers fumble. You know, so with that rule going against Ole Miss, well, Rogers fumbled this far from the goal line, which I think was a touchdown before that, but this close, but that was terrible. Just an inexplicable officiating, whatever you want to call that. That, that didn't make any sense at all. Uh, the call on the field didn't really make sense. After review, that didn't make sense. That was a weird, just nonsensical turn of events right there. Complete, just didn't make any sense at all. Terrible officiating in that spot for sure. David says, very few coaches ever change. Their egos won't allow it. And, and that the thing here... David is, you know, I, I've been I've been hard on Lane Kiff in the last couple of weeks because I think that this has all been handled terribly. It has been handled terribly. Um, and again, th- there are people I've, I have them in my Twitter mentions this morning telling me that, that this is all just a media, a self-media created narrative. And that was it was just all made up by, by the media. And that's just simply not true. But if if they want to believe that, then they can believe that. And that that's fine. Whatever. Um. But at least though, David, despite what you've seen the last couple of weeks, Lane Kiffin is a very, objectively, very, very, very good football coach. And so if he does stay at Old Miss, you can spin it and say he turned Auburn down. If he does, you can you can spin it and say that if you want. And also you still get a very, very, very good football coach on your sidelines. So that's the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario here is Well, you know, hiring a bad coach if he leaves. That's the worst-case scenario. Okay, he leaves, and then you make a bad hire that doesn't work out. That's worst-case scenario. But with all this stuff going on in a fractured fan base and and an angry athletic department and a frustrated team and all that, if all that happens, you still have somebody that can coach football extremely well, despite all the crap. And you can spin spin it and, and make it less impactful than what it's been over the last couple of weeks. You can spin it. So with time, it'll get easier to to swallow what's happened. Hunter says that backwards pass was crazy, but Ole Miss got the ball back after they didn't give state the clear touchdown. They scored, so refs kind of even it out, but man, the refs this year. Brown Yee says it wasn't a forward pass. It started at the 30 and hit the guy's hands at the 30 but I didn't think it was a good call in the recovery. Yeah, see, it, it's just so ambiguous. It's just so, like, all the boxes that have to get checked for them to overturn that. No, I mean, maybe one out of the three, but not all three. Very weird situation. But as Hunter pointed out, Ole Miss did luck into getting the ball back. So, you know, it changed how much time they had, but that's really all it changed. Chases on the ensuing fumble. Why in the world do you not hand it off three times? Worst case scenario, Biscardi has been good kicking of late and is looking at an extra point, basically. Kick it, game over. It, Marks and Johnson were just running all over Ole Miss physically. and They both got banged up during the course of the game, though. Maybe it was one of those situations. Rye Dolla sign. Says this week, following the Bama game, a top fine dining restaurant was closed down during normal business hours with only management working. Rumor is it was there for Lane and Sexton. Hmm. Jimmy was at the game last night, which you know he he goes. He goes to football games all over. He he's always he's always at the games. Uh, But he's a mercenary that that guy is a mercenary. He controls college football or at least the south, southern college football, like nobody else he He is the the puppet master in all of this. Um, just an absolute mercenary is, is jimmy sexton. i I don't know how he is able to balance it all truthfully. I, I, I can't wrap my mind around how he is able to work these clients in the sure volume or the sheer volume of the high profile clients that he works and the amount of people that he has to talk to constantly for all of these clients because it's not just you know he's not just Lane Kiffin's agent right he doesn't just deal with Lane he deals with Lane and Keith Carter he deals with John Cohen and, and, I mean, all the coaches, but not just coaches. It's coaches and ADs, and it's it's so many people. This web that he has built for himself, I have no idea how he manages it all. And yet he's got everybody by the by the you-know-what. He's got everybody by it. Dan says, Auburn guy here. Love your show. Appreciate that, Dan. I really do. My perspective is Lane is too loose of a cannon to fit in an Auburn. Oprah admin will give Freeze the second chance he deserves. My opinion on Freeze is uh that he will win. And I would be concerned about his ability to handle the success and the pressure. That would be my concern. You can guarantee he will win, though. Gu- guarantee it. It's gonna happen. He he will win at Auburn if if he's the guy that that they end up hiring. Guarantee he will win. My concern would be you've seen in the past that that the pressure of the SEC job caused issues. That would be my concern. Winning would not be my concern at all. Chase says coaches, I swear coaches always coach themselves out of more things than they coach themselves into. Tripp says the officials weren't competent with things like the early whistle, but ultimately the right calls were made. Also, got to give a shout out to the broadcast crew, by the way. Um, what is it, Matt Bari? I believe. God bless that guy. He was having a he was getting Ole Miss and Mississippi State mixed up a couple of times, and that's hard to do. Uh, but I thought he and and Lewis Riddick were really good uh, on the call, and I loved what they did because you can't not address. The, the Lane Kiffin Auburn stuff—you can't not address it. So they used the very beginning of the game to say, we know this out there. We are not going to spend our time on this game talking about speculation and rumors. We're going to call the game and respect the players on the field, or, or whatever they said." Perfect. It, and you know, actually, I'm making i I'm making a guess here, but based on the way that was worded, and it sounded like they were reading it. I would be willing to bet that the broadcast crew from the Ole Miss-Arkansas game got reprimanded by the league. I am willing to bet that that happened behind the scenes, that that was, that was deemed unacceptable and they put that to bed and we're not going to let that happen during this game. But either way, I thought the, the call was really good. I thought they did a really good job of you know understanding the excitement of the game and, and all that, so they called it really well. Addressing it and then moving on I thought was was awesome because there were players on the field that deserved to have their game be about their game and nothing else. I really thought that that was really cool um, to just address it, put it to bed. It's football time. We're going to talk about football. Loved that. This is a great debate. Why can't the SEC update or upgrade their officiating? It seems to be an issue in all games. Uh, until... You know, it's hard. There's human error uh, as well. Uh, I I do think they need to invest more in it. I mean, the NFL's got officiating issues, but not the same way that the SEC does. You're a multi-billion dollar business. My idea for a long time has has been a sky judge. Have an extra official up in the box that quickly, without replay, without stopping the game, if there's something clear and egregious, hey, drop a flag here. Oh, hey, guys, obvious holding here. Not where he's got the benefit of replay, where he's watching the game and he is connected to the official's headset because they've got the technology to do that. They do it in the NFL. Oh, hey, man, this PI. That's it. It's all you got to do is clear and obvious stuff that is missed. Have a guy that's sitting up high with access, no stopping the play, no replay, clear and obvious misses, buzzes down, Hey, really bad holding right there. Drop a flag. Ooh, that's PI. Ooh, that's face mask. Got to drop a flag. Make it clear. The clear and obvious stuff that impacts plays. That's all you got to do. Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC predictions. Ohio State wins and covers. I think they're going to win kind of comfortably. And for some reason, I think Notre Dame's going to upset USC. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle, and I think Notre Dame's going to win. Fade me, truthfully, but anyway. Rodgers made the right read. The linebacker just made a good play and showed why Rodgers shouldn't run it more than three times a game. Williams says, let's be honest. Dad in the backyard has done better than SEC officials all year. Kyle says, Freeze doesn't deserve a second chance. Hunter says, Kiffin kicks the field goal on fourth down inside of the 10, and the game might have had a different outcome. Seems like a recurring theme. <laughs> Am I saying the officials need a game manager? Yes, essentially. I mean, what's wrong with that? Hold on, I'm getting an interesting phone call. I'm supposed to be on Gerard's show right now. So I got to hang up. I got to go. I got to go. I got I'm supposed to be on Gerard's show right now. Uh they're calling me so I can I could be on his show. So I got to go. I'm sorry guys. I got to cut this short. Um so so I'm going to be on Gerard's show. Uh thank you guys so much like the video, subscribe to the channel. I appreciate you. We'll be back Sunday night talking about you know college football and stuff like that. So I'll see you guys then. Uh, I appreciate you. I got to go. They're calling me now. I'll see you then.